0: Hey guys, Trey Copeland here. Yeah, that tall guy that plays a bit of cricket. You're listening to Moving the Chain. Yo, what's up,
1: guys? It's Chad Townsend from Talking the Town. Hey, sports fans. Nick
2: Davis
3: here, and you're listening to Moving the Chain. Yeah. the chains, I'm about to make a play. Move the chains, tell them get about the way. Welcome to moving the chains uh, week two of the NFL brought to you by topsport.com.au where you can get the best odds in racing and sport and especially on the NFL. And if you haven't cashed in like you have at the start of the year, Trent Copeland, uh, Matty Ryan still throwing up yards, uh, $8 into $3.75 for most yards this year is already cashed in. Chad Townsend, Nick Davis and Trent Copeland here going through week two of the NFL. Uh, Boys, Chad... It's been a devastating week uh, because in the NFL, we want to see the best players and we've seen so many injuries this week and a bit like the NRL this year, really. I mean, you've been in the bubble and we've seen so many high profile guys get injured potentially because of this bubble situation, but we want the sport back. So a bit of a, I guess, disappointing week in the NFL for some of those major stars. Yeah, good evening, Sarah. Look, I think it's it's
1: devastating, to be honest. You know, as you mentioned, there's been a number of injuries throughout the NRL season. You know, it's week two now in the NFL and we've seen some of the biggest name players go down with long-term injuries. Um, you know, and I know we'll get into it a bit later on with, with the field and whatever, but we, you know, we want to see the best players playing and I think it's, mate, it's 2020. It's uh, it's stuffed all of us. So,
3: mate, it's disappointing. A couple of those big ones. Dickie was Saquon Barkley uh, out for the year ACL. We see... Athletes go down with ACLs. It's, it's one of the most common injuries, I guess, um, that's, that sits you out for nine to 12 months, depending on how quick you can come back. But that's disappointing to see such a young star at a young age uh, for the New York Giants go out for the year.
2: Yeah, it's disappointing, So for everyone involved, not only the, the, the New York Giants team members and fans, who look, he's pretty much a one-man band there. Um, but anyone that's involved in the NFL at any level, fantasy players, a, anyone to see these champions... Uh, look, he was, he's you know, one, two running back in the competition. And everyone was looking forward to this season, to seeing these young stars play and to see how he would evolve uh, into a superstar. To have him missing for 12 months is disappointing.
3: Now, having a a player go out like Christian McCaffrey, like Saquon Barkley, to teams that aren't going to compete for a championship, we switch over to Trent Copeland, whose team is right in that championship window. That's the San Francisco 49ers. They had a host of injuries go down on the weekend. They had Jimmy Garoppolo. uh, They had Bosa as well. And Kittle was out already. So, Copes, what's the update now, where's the silver lining in in what's going to happen here? And are uh, this is a this is not a, a jab at you? Are the 49ers in danger of missing the playoffs because of this next sort of four to six weeks?
0: Yeah, well, and Raheem Mostert, who unbelievable touchdown in the first series on the weekend, he did what was initially thought to be an ACL, but turned out to be a, an MCL strain. So our our number one running back's out. Then. Tevin Coleman comes into the game. He gets injured. He's out potentially for a couple of weeks Uh, on top of the guys you already mentioned. I'm worried. We played the Jets on the weekend, which gave us a little luxury. I mean, A few people text me saying, oh, good that the 49ers are back on track and they won. I'm more worried out of the weekend. The only advantage is you just mentioned Saquon went down. The Giants haven't been playing well. That's who we play this week. So I'm hoping... Uh, Nick Mullins can come in and fill those shoes for Jimmy Garoppolo at least somewhat, find a way to win using their good schemes with the running game uh, and try and find their feet for the next couple of weeks and get through as unscathed as possible. A lot of teams are going to be having to do this in the next couple of weeks. Chad, give
3: us some insight about the bubble this year in the NRL because there was, a, I guess, a, a thought going around that you probably weren't able to get as much treatment because of the bubble situation, people coming in, masseuses, all that kind of stuff that you would normally get in a regular year. Now they have to be quarantined and all that kind of stuff. This may be the case of the NFL as well, that we're seeing guys not off a full preseason come in maybe a little bit underdone and you can't help freak injuries but you get a feeling like it might be a long year for some of these teams yeah definitely look
1: one yeah when the season got suspended look we were off uh, training for about two months and basically it was up to individual to train on their own circumstances now obviously we've got professional guys who would do training and then other guys who would obviously do a little bit less coming back into the bubble obviously there's strict protocols in what we are and are not allowed to do. And as you mentioned there, like masseuse, like we have one masseuse at the moment where previously we would have up to about six to eight masseuses working, uh, you know, twice a week on the plays. Obviously, you know, there's some treatments that plays require outside of, you know, the NRL bubble that need to be confirmed by the NRL. And that's another thing that, you know, could potentially, um, inhibit plays from getting the best treatment that's available. So, you know, the NFL is going to go through some of that teething, those teething problems now throughout their season. But um, like I said, it's it's something that we have to adapt to and, and it's just the way the world is at, at, during 2020.
3: Copes, I'll go back to you because I remember in one of the earlier podcasts we did when we were looking for content, we're talking about um, depth chart and all this kind of stuff that's going to be so important because we thought there might be some coronavirus cases but that hasn't come to fruition so far. Um, not, you know, two weeks in, no one's broken their sort of bubble and gone out and, and uh, had extracurricular activities. But the injuries as well now, that adds just another you know, notch in the works there. What's going to happen with you know, the 49ers? Can they get through enough to be able to come back and still make the playoffs is what I'm saying. And if not, those teams that have had serious injuries, how are they going to deal with it?
0: Yeah, well, I think the best teams are well-equipped to deal with things like this. Um, The teams that aren't are those low-end teams like the Carolina Panthers. They get Mike Davis stepping in for arguably the best running back in all of football in Christian McCaffrey for the next four to six weeks. So, uh, look, they build their offense around a stud like him. Uh, Can Mike Davis be that for the Panthers? I don't think so. Um, The great thing the 49ers have is a scheme of running backs – that, you know that is the running backs fitting into the scheme uh, of Shanahan's offense. So I think we're pretty well equipped to have someone like uh, Jarek McKinnon back looking healthy that can run that offense um, with Jeff Wilson maybe stepping in here or there. And then hopefully Tevin Coleman isn't too far away. So, look, Jordan Reed stepped in in uh, George Kittle's absence on the weekend, two touchdowns. Um, Nick Mullins has shown before when he steps in for Garoppolo that he's an adequate uh, replacement and backup. So, hmm, I, I mean, I'm not optimistic, i put it that way, but you're right. It's going to have to be next man up and they have to be prepared.
3: I'm glad you brought that up because we move on to Justin Herbert's late start for the LA Chargers. Tyrod Taylor pulled out uh, with an injury there. He jumped in, Nick Davis. This is an amazing uh, effort from the rookie because virtual preseason, late call up, not prepared. But in a way, I kind of get the feeling that that's maybe the best way to jump in. Uh, last minute. Over here in the NRL, AFL cricket, you probably know and you build it up and we know all the the hoopla that goes on with debuts now, but uh, I I actually liked what I saw from Herbert coming in late and and trying to get the job done.
2: Yeah, and look, it it might suit his personality. We can can sort of guess what sort of a a, a person that he is, but a little bit of the criticism coming out of Hard Knocks was that he wasn't a a leader. He he sort of sat behind and, and he didn't really have that uh, that bravado that you might want with your, your quarterback but seeing him step out on the field he, he, he's got a nice arm um, but just looking at his, his facial expressions and he was he was looking like he was just loving the challenge and look I don't, I don't think that, uh, that Tyrod Taylor gets his job back I, I think this is his team uh, he will uh, he'll continue to be the uh, the starting quarterback for this side
3: Let's throw that up on our app, Moving the Chains, on Twitter. Uh, who will be the starter for the LA Chargers going forward? Will it be Tyrod Taylor or Justin Herbert? Uh, Chad, I know you're right into hard knocks. Is it? Are we a victim sometimes of the storyline that they want to produce there? I mean, I heard what Nick Davis said about not being a leader and all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, isn't it all about production and what you do on the field versus training camp? yeah definitely look
1: the players get judged on uh their ability to play and winning games it's it's you're in the business of winning football games at the end of the day in any professional sport and um you know I'll back up what um Nick Davis has just said about um her i thought he was outstanding i thought he, he came in uh you know he saw him shrug off that linebacker where the linebacker came off second best big contact and he just stood up kept going he had a rushing touchdown and he looked like he was having fun mm. the comments that i found really interesting after the game were coach anthony lynn stated that tyrod taylor will be the starter so you know i've got no doubt as soon as tyrod steps
3: foot out that um you know the Chargers will go back to herbert straight away Hey, Coach, just quickly before we wrap this up and and move on to the amazing game between the Falcons and the Cowboys. I never understand what a coach gets out of announcing like that straight after the game that, oh, Tyrod Taylor will be my starter next week, considering that the rookies come in and done a fair job uh, first off the bat.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? It might be a little bit of protecting the hype around a rookie QB. Um, The coach coming out and saying, Tyrod's our starter might just dissipate a bit of the media hype that would have gone around this week. And I, I think that's what I read into the situation. The other thing that came out of this, just to finish before we move on is that's the sixth time in a row that Pat Mahomes has seen a 20 point deficit <laughs> and won. Yeah. insane. I don't think, I think uh, they said in the commentary that it's, uh, it was, he was
3: staring down the first time of not being in first place of his division since he came into the NFL. So that was an amazing game, a slow start. But in the end, uh, Patrick Mahomes, the Super Bowl champion, gets it done. All right, boys, let's get on to the Dallas Cowboys. They were staring down the barrel of a huge defeat at home in Jerry World. They were down 20 points to nil to the Atlanta Falcons. Matty Ryan was slinging it everywhere. Coach was starting to get in the line in the queue to cash his ticket for most yards past. And then all of a sudden... Uh, they started to put on the tyres and they just put it a little bit too tight there, the Atlanta Falcons, and put up the choke job. Uh, Chad, where do you go for the Falcons? I mean, they, they didn't live, they have, still haven't lived down that Super Bowl <laughs> defeat to the New England Patriots. And now 40-39, the way that they choked that up, it's a huge uh, loss for the Falcons who have looked pretty good this year.
1: Only the Falcons could have lost that game. I think that history of losing big games, coming, you know, letting teams come from behind with big margins. Look, what I did really like, though, was the Cowboys, the way they hung in there, the way they hung tough and stayed in, stayed in the game, gave themselves a chance to win the game. And that onside kick by Greg Zerline was one of the yeah. best onside kicks I've ever seen. And, I've, and I saw the next-gen stats throughout the game, which gave the Cowboy, Cowboys a 2% chance to win the game at one stage. And the fact that they got that onside kick, I think the last onside kick, Um, recovered was a few years ago It just goes to show how hard it is to get those kicks back especially with the new rules with the starts and and things like that but to me I thought it was a great game you know great win by the Cowboys they needed that win and and I think they're going to go on and, and win this week against the Cowboys which is going to be in my top sport multi you know later in the show
3: yeah, I think if uh, if it's by the Cowboys, it was a couple of years ago, but I think Atlanta did it to my Saints team twice uh, last year in the same game. It's uh, amazing to see the onside kick and how they get it so wrong sometimes, but that was beautiful the other day. Hey, uh, Nick, I was watching this game and thinking that if Mike McCarthy went 0-2, uh, what would Jerry have gone down and said to him in the change rooms after the game? We know how vocal uh, Jerry Jones is. Jerry's the, the coach. The Dallas Cowboy. He, <laughs> is, he thinks he's the coach. Uh, but they were staring down the barrel though and too. Does this help their confidence, knowing that they can hang in there or is there a lot long way to go and they just got lucky?
2: Uh, I think it helps their confidence. A lot was spoken about the uh, the Cowboys' offense and, and how potent that they. They looked, and this offense is going to have to put up these numbers because their defense looks atrocious. So it's going to have to be, Dak is going to have to sling it, Zeke's going to have to run it, and they're going to have to score plenty of points because their defense can't stop anything at the moment. And it was just the fact that um, the the, uh, the Falcons choked it. Look, um, They should have just kept on scoring, but somehow they choked it up and, and, they, and the Cowboys caught them. So... Look, it takes pressure off Mike McCarthy for, yep, they got the win, but they're going to have to stop leaking points.
3: Copes, I'll leave you with the last word on the Dallas Cowboys. Dak Prescott uh, held off for a massive contract in the offseason, has played with a one-year deal where he's, I think he's on about $35, $36 million, uh, wants to get that long-term deal. Is he doing enough at the moment to be able to to warrant that money or are we seeing some fractures in his game? Maybe the pressure's starting to tell.
0: Uh The short answer is if he keeps winning games like that and getting his team home from seemingly hopeless scenarios, then he's going a long way towards, um, you know, the best quarterbacks in the business seem to find a way, like we just talked about with Mahomes. Um, You know, when they find themselves in a deficit, they know how to get themselves out. They can piece it all together. Um, You know, the cricket scenario is the Michael Bevan run chase. You know, that's the perfect guy that you would want in a scenario to get yourself home. That's what they need from Dak. Um, and I hope everyone listened last week when we talked about getting on the overs for that fixture, because uh, it's just an absolute layup at the moment for the Falcons games. They, they didn't turn the ball over a single time, mm. but they still conceded those points and lost from that far in front. So uh, until that line catches up, I'll be getting all over it.
3: The layups for all the other three panellists. Slam dunks for Trent Copeland. He is uh, bringing the fire this year. Hey, 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 hey. Just relax. Hey. You're you we'll going to you. get, hey. you we'll get, get your credit. Yeah. Uh, other winners in week two were the Browns, Titans, Buccaneers. Tom Brady gets his first win as a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. Uh, the Steelers held on over the Broncos. The Rams were impressive against the Eagles, who look absolutely shithouse. Uh, the 49ers <laughs> won. The Bills hung on in a tight game uh, against the Miami. Dolphins, Colts Cruz, Packers, 2 0. Aaron Rodgers is doing Aaron Rodgers things over Detroit. Tight win by the Cowboys, as we just said. Chicago Bears, Kyler Murray. He was tipped at the start of the year uh, to do very big things for the Cardinals, and he is. And, of course, the Chiefs and Ravens uh, – sorry, Seattle in that great game against the Patriots and the Raiders. The Oakland Raiders did damage this morning. Nick Davis, uh, as the host of this show, we had a battle. Uh, The Oakland Raiders took on my New Orleans Saints. I'll give you 30 seconds to say whatever you want about this morning's (laughs) game, and then I'm going to keep it moving to studs and duds. All right, wrap Uh, it up. Here we go. No, I was
2: impressed. I was impressed by uh, by the Raiders. Uh, Josh Jacobs is, uh, is, a, is a stud running back. He is a serious, serious player. Darren Waller is catching very uh, quickly up to uh, Travis Kelce and George Kittle. He is right on their heels as a, as a tight end and what he can do. Um, Derek Carr stood in the pocket and made some passes. Um, John Gruden called an aggressive game and defensively, they're able to make him stop. It so the guy I was sort of pumping up throughout the whole offseason, Jonathan Abram. Um, just comes off that secondary and just cleans dudes up. So uh, happy, happy day for a Raiders fan.
3: Okay, throw this straight up on moving the chains at Twitter, uh, Chad Townsend. Uh, will the Raiders make the playoffs or not? Uh, I still think that they miss and I, geez, I hope they miss now. Uh, my New Orleans Saints, not good enough this morning. All right, boys, it's time for this part of the show. And this is the best sound in the world for all the NFL fans. Here we go. It is now time for studs and duds of the NFL Week 2. Chad Townsend, lots of studs and duds uh, this week. Where are you going? Yeah, look, Sally,
1: there's a lot of studs this week, but I'm actually going to go with uh, a member of your fantasy team. And you cleaned me up this week, probably one of the biggest scores we've seen. (laughs) Uh, But Aaron Jones... Uh, scored 45 fantasy points this week. Uh, 18 carries, 168 yards, three total touchdowns. Some of his runs were just—he uh, was untouchable. Um, damaging between between the linemen. And my dud for this week is the amount of injuries that we saw, and to the big name players. I just thought that that you know was was disappointing, and we don't want to see. Like we mentioned at the top of the show, some of our biggest name players, you know, missing through injury. So they're my studs and duds for
3: the week. All right, Nick Davis. Now you have to be serious here. You cannot say John Gruden and Derek Carr. <laughs> Just keep Darren, but, uh, Where's your studs and duds for this week?
2: My stud, my stud for fantasy is a player that is in a shocking team. Terry McLaurin. He is seriously, seriously good. And for anyone that's got him in their fantasy team, well done. He is going to score because there is nobody else that, uh, that Haskins can pass the footy to. So he is the stud. And the dud is in two of my teams. And i picked him early. And I've fallen into the trap again. Will Fuller.
0: Please.
2: <laughs> again, I've fallen into the trap. I'm thinking he's going to be the number one man there. Comes out and gets 20 fantasy points in week one. Week two... Zero targets, zero receptions, one tackle, or sorry, one carry, nought points. Done. Injured again.
3: All right, Copes, I'll jump in here because yours is actually really important. Uh, My uh, stud this week is Mike Gusecki from the Miami Dolphins. tight end. there, 27 fantasy points, 8 for 11 receptions, 130 yards, 1 TD. Who thought that uh, Fitzmagic could get the job done? Although they lost, I was happy that he kept finding his tight end. Uh, And my dud this week is Chad Townsend's fantasy team. Uh, They have just (laughs) all the time, all year, I heard about how good Chad was and he had the glasses (laughs) and the form guide out. And all of a sudden, he comes up against the rookie who may or may not have been doing a little bit of extra study. And I just went, oh, hey, Chad, you like this? You're Cullen Ponga. I'm your shoulder.
1: Puss. get that <laughs> shit out of here. You just absolutely lucked it, Sowie. You just lucked it this week I with your team. absolutely
3: spanked him in moving the chains in, in an asher, uh, invitational, beg your pardon, fantasy. So, Chad Townsend, you're my dud this week. Your fantasy team sucks. <laughs> so,
0: where you at? Uh, my starter of the week is the guy who's... Never received an MVP vote in his career, but he is on fire. Five touchdown passes again in week two. That's Russell Wilson. That was incredible to watch against the Patriots. He looks like he's going to carry that team. They they have Jamal Adams on board now, but it's Russ's team and he is cooking, which is outstanding to watch. Uh, the Dud, oh, mind you, real close second was Justin Herbert. I was so impressed being a late starter against the Super Bowl champs. Uh, That was super impressive. The dud for me, Carson Wentz.
1: Mm.
0: He has been horrific to start the year. Yes, no Alshon Jeffrey. uh, But he's got Deshaun Jackson there. He's got Jalen Rager there, their rookie wideout, uh, as well as Dallas got it, and Zach Ertz. And he's just not finding him. It doesn't doesn't look like the Eagles we know and love. Uh, Might be a bit of offensive line troubles. But for me, Carson Wentz to start the year has been real off. He's my dud.
3: There you go, studs and duds for week two of the NFL. If you have studs or duds, make sure you get them into our app, Moving the Chains, on Twitter. Let us know uh, if you agree or disagree with our picks and throw in some of your own. So I think if we, we might get a, a couple of prizes there sent out to a couple of the best ones that come up with that. Okay, boys, topsport.com.au. They are the proud sponsors of the Moving the Chains podcast. They've been with us from the very start. They hung with us tight when we were talking about absolute rubbish uh, until the NFL started, but... <laughs> We are doing a, a segment here where we uh, put on multis each week. They give us 50 bucks each week to be able to put on a multi to try and get some uh, money in the kitty. And Nick Davis, you collected this week. I did. Uh, so I'm going to let you uh, just... Uh, how much did you collect? I'm going to let you go first for know. week three.
2: Not much, but I've got to collect because uh, Chad's Brown's won, uh, Cope's 49ers won, and our game was the over 48. So uh, I was happy with that. So this week I'm going to go... I'm going to stick with Chad's Cleveland Browns. I thought they were pretty impressive. I thought Baker-Makerfield was playing with urgency, throwing it deep there to Odell. Uh, Nick Chubb, seriously, seriously good football player. So I'll stick with the Browns this week. I'm going to go with the Tennessee Titans against the Vikings because the Vikings are just trash. I'm going to go with the Rams. Uh, They're the outsiders in this game against Buffalo Bills at 2.20. I'm going to go with the Rams. They've been impressive, I think, without uh, Todd Gurley uh, to open up their offense a little bit. And I'm going to go with the Kansas City Chiefs uh, against the Baltimore Ravens. So that multi gets me $13.
3: $13. Topsport.com.au. Chad Townsend, where are you going? Just a reminder, that MVP v MVP uh, next Monday. Uh, over here be mm. Tuesday, here next Monday night is the Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Baltimore Ravens. Can't wait for that one. Uh, Chad, good week for you and the Cleveland Browns. Baker Mayfield, uh, Oh, they struggled against the Bengals. Yeah, 35-30, <laughs> uh, but they got the win. So good week for you. Where are you going this week? Yeah, look, this week, obviously, a great week for us last week with the Browns getting their
1: first win on the board. But this week, I'm going to go with the Chiefs over the Ravens. I think they're good value at $2.62. And I'm also going to back in the Cowboys at $2.91 over the Seahawks with a combined total of $5.53 for this week's top sport multi.
3: Yeah, very good. Uh, I am going a couple of overs games here. I was very uh, impressed with Baker Mayfield last week in terms of throwing the ball. I thought he and Odell Beckham Jr. were fantastic. I'm going to take the overs against the Washington football team at 44 points. I think that's low. Cleveland can sling the ball, but their defense isn't great, so they may concede some points as well. Uh, And I'm also going the Miami Dolphins v. Jacksonville Jaguars. This could be absolutely anything over 47. I think that's a steal. Uh, Both those games, 44 and 47 combined for 3.45, just trying to get, as uh, Trent Copeland says, just a little lay-up, just a little finger roll there to try and get some money in the kitty. Copes, where are you
0: at? Like your man Tatum has been, eh? Hey? Um, yeah, 2-1. We're still there. We're still there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're uh, all right, boys. See the singlet, there's, no, there's no
2: Celtic single this week.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel like Jimmy Butler sitting here. Um, Alright, I'm going the Tennessee Titans against the Vikings. I think that's good value at $1.71. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, been one of my most impressive teams so far in, through two weeks. Big Ben looks healthy and that defense is unreal. $1.48 against the Texans. And then I'm also getting on the Chiefs against the Ravens. $2.62 I think is good value when you've got Pat Mahomes at the helm. So. Uh, that combines for a total of 663, which I think is pretty good value for a three-league multi.
2: We could be sitting here on Tuesday thinking, <laughs> boys, we just need the Chiefs for these multis. It could be a big Tuesday for us on the WhatsApp. <laughs> That's
3: exactly right. And, of course, you can get all those odds on You're the best. And just
2: quickly, Sal, the picture I sent you today, the, yeah. our uh, MVP picks from earlier on in the season, yep. there's been a few shortness for us, boys.
3: Well, I think uh, Aaron Rodgers is 34s or 35s. If you were listening to the podcast at the start of the year, Chad Townsend tipped Aaron Rodgers. That was me. Oh, sorry, uh, Nick Davis tipped Aaron Rodgers to win and uh, got a very, very big price. He's now into about 9 and yeah, $9. Uh, Russell, Russell Wilson. $8. into He's into favourite at the moment. Uh, I can't remember who you had, Chad. Uh, Deshaun Watson was mentioned by someone. Uh, I'm not sure who... Oh, I think I had Russell Wilson. Yeah, you. I think he did. And I think uh, Trent Copeland had Russell... Uh, sorry, to Sean Watson. So, all those odds have come in. Uh, very well spotted, Nick Davis. All right, we've got a couple of segments to go here. Of course, we are doing our Moving the Chains Invitational. Here's a wrap-up of week two. As mentioned, uh, Sauer absolutely smashed... Uh, Chad's charges They were absolutely terrible uh, Flogged them Team Copes went down To fantasy football Down under Bit of a surprising loss there uh, Team Top Sport Did the business Against Action Jackson Which is Dan Frost official uh, Low score by Dan Frost Actually Pimp my Clyde, he's on a 2-0 run here, 140 to 124. Team, I don't know why you got Salty in. He is awful. He's going to be like the fly this year. <laughs> <love> uh, <laughs> that's, why, that's why he's in. <laughs> coach has gone down, boys. He is human. Uh, Ball so hard, University, which is Trent Robinson, the Sydney Roosters coach, got spanked as well. And uh, Nick Davis went down in a surprising loss to uh, team Aaron Vassini. Will Fuller. Will Buller. absolutely cost you all right uh before we get out of here it is now time for trent copeland's Cronulla beer fantasy player of the week to watch this week make sure you keep an eye out for Cronulla beer it is chad townsend's money-making scheme to go out there and get uh, all the Cronulla people down walking the boulevard sipping on a Cronulla beer hopefully we'll get to taste it soon yeah stay uh, tuned so
1: we've got pre-sales available on the 30th of september and we'll be releasing at the end of october
3: I can give you a, a red hot tip. Uh, I won't be pre saling anything. I've got to have a couple of cartons turn up. Don't uh, worry, I'll, I'll look after the boys. Trent Copeland, your Cronulla beer fantasy player to watch this week is?
0: Yeah, we had a big win last week with Jonathan Taylor. He looked unreal taking over the job there for Marlon Mack. So I think he's a great start again this week. Gets the Jets. Uh, so if you want to double down, go there with Jonathan Taylor. But one to look out for who's maybe a bit of a smoky and we'll be Available on some waiver wise, he's a rookie. Joshua Kelly uh, for the Chargers uh, gets an absolute dream matchup this week against the Panthers without Christian McCaffrey. So he and Austin Eckler are two guys to watch out for this week. But Joshua Kelly, good value. I think he'll absolutely kill it. Just the eyeball test tells me this guy's got the goods.
3: There you go. So Joshua Kelly from the Chargers uh, in that 10 and with Austin Eckler, fantastic uh, to try and get that in. That's the Cronulla Beer yeah. fantasy player to watch this week. And, sorry, Boys- just before you go
2: onto our webs- uh, onto our uh, fantasy football, he's already on my team, so don't go looking for him on the way.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to, mate. I'm, uh, I'm 2-0. I don't have to. Some of us, <laughs> are, you too, some of us are 2-0. All <laughs> <laughs> Make sure if (laughs) if you have any tags or you see anything interesting, make sure you tag us on Instagram and Twitter at moving the chains. Be safe. We'll have a good one. See you next week.